My biggest goal is to someday get permission to use Led Zeppelin's Traveling Riverside Blues as my intro. Until then, it'll just have to play in our heads. Welcome to this episode of Mike Out. I'm your host, Mike Hernandez. Today, I will be talking about uh, creating a business plan, but I'm going to actually give you an exercise, something to do, uh, something for you to maybe uh, get home and write out, or if you're home already, just uh, give you something to think about so that you can get started on this. And I really want you to, you know, use your imagination, try to be creative, think about it at the best case scenario level. You know, if things were perfect and everything worked out, which, which we know they won't, but what would that look like to you as you think about starting a business, the idea of starting a business? You know, one of my favorite books from the past year um, was The Creative Thinker's Toolkit by Dr. Gerard Puccio. And one of my favorite quotes from the year is from that book. And, and you know, he said that... Uh, Creativity is like a crime. You have to have the opportunity, the motive, and the means to be creative. And I think that's what stifles a lot of people who work in corporate environments. Everything is structured. Uh, There's not a whole lot of room. You follow the script. And uh, understandably, I mean, obviously, there's a formula for success that that company uh, has a spent time working on to be able to scale, to be able to get to that situation. But a lot of times, as an employee, uh, people feel frustrated by not being able to exhibit that creativity. So creativity is suppressed, so you don't have that opportunity. Um, You probably don't have the motive either if you don't have support and you don't have the encouragement to do that. So the the means are probably there. But uh, as an individual, especially at this time of COVID-19, um, you should, uh, you know, certainly have more time to do things. Uh, I'm, I'm getting interrupted by alerts from uh, Voxer from first school. But anyway, getting back to what I was telling you, I want you to start thinking about, you know, you're going to start sketching out a business plan. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So you will need to determine the, you know, your business, obviously, what what you want to do. So, you know, dreaming the business, what kind of ownership do you think it's going to take? Um, Can you start this off as a sole proprietor? Meaning it only requires you many times a service Business is a great way. You start off by yourself. Don't need anybody else. Will you require a partner when you envision this? When, As you're listening right now and you're thinking about that dream business scenario, I suppose, um, you know, will you, will you require partners? And then lastly, do you want to form a corporation? Now, you can start off with a sole proprietorship and you can eventually move up 
and and change uh, a great a great um, way to find out maybe what's best for you is to talk to a CPA let them know what you're thinking kind of what you have in mind and oftentimes they can give you some guidance and tell you what would be best for you uh, each type of ownership has benefits and I'm not going to go into all of those today but again you have sole proprietorship partnership corporation um, so think about that you might also seek the guidance of an attorney uh, and a lot of times the attorney is just going to lead you to the CPA but at any rate those are things for you to kind of think about so when you're dreaming of your business when you're envisioning it how do you see it what type of business are you going to manufacture something? I knew a guy up in uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, used to work for me, and uh, he started making his own lures. So, you know, he was kind of manufacturing them. He was kind of doing everything by himself and uh, going out to shows, going out to fishing tournaments, and eventually he got uh, – some contracts and was able to get started, you know, and commit to that full time. But yeah, he was manufacturing some actual lures himself. Uh, merchandising. Well, are you going to do a merchandising business where you sell product, you sell merchandise? Or are you going to do a service? You know, what type of business are you thinking of in your mind? Um, I have a combination, actually. You know, I want to start a service, which is training and developing people online. I want to, you know, provide the service of consulting when it comes to business or technology. So those are services, low overhead. I I don't uh, have to put a lot into it so I can get out of the gate rather quickly. Um, but I also want to do some merchandising. I have some product ideas and uh, I'd love to be able to build on those. I don't want to do the manufacturing of anything myself, but uh, at some point I may need somebody else to do that for me. And then um, how are you going to form this business? Is it new? Are you going to get it off the ground yourself? Start a new you know, independent business from scratch? Maybe you want to take over somebody else's existing business maybe somebody approached you uh, as I mentioned and I think yesterday was um, somebody got approached with the uh, offer to buy a convenience store maybe uh, a nail salon maybe a, you know a barbershop some where somebody is trying to get out of it uh, to do other things and maybe you have the opportunity to come in and take over that do you want to expand uh, or, or, you know, tap into a franchise, uh, Subway, McDonald's. There are so many different choices when it comes to that. What are your business hours? And that's going to be the next thing to really think about. And your business hours are really going to be determined, I think, or impacted by the choices you make when it comes to business. Some businesses are urgent. Some businesses can um, open at 8 in the morning you know, close 8 to 5, you know, 8 to 5. Uh, and that's fine. If you're an 8 to 5 person, that works out great for you. I can pretty much adapt, but I, I'm better off, you know, maybe a 10 to 7, 
you know, get up at seven in the morning, get me some time to do some things and then um, get going. That's the ideal. I think I'm at my peak from 10 in the morning to seven at night. Um, doesn't mean I can't get up earlier or, or, or work later, but that's probably my peak. So when I consider my hours, um, that's something that I would have to. But then in a training environment and in a consulting environment, I would have to adapt to whatever the ownership is or whatever the customer is. If there's an independent convenience store owner and he works from 8 to 5, then, um, and I thought I had turned this down. If he works from 8 to 5, then uh, I thought that, uh, you know, I might have to be, change my hours, be available from 8 to 5. So those are for things for you to think about. Uh, you know, again, what's the purpose of the business? What, what are you going to do? What problem are you going to solve? So think about those things. Write those down. Um, number of potential employees, duties, and suggested pay for each. I was talking to a lady in China who wants to start a coffee shop, and I asked her how much that was going to cost a month, and she told me it was going to cost 20000 Chinese yuan. Um, you know, she had it planned for, uh, for rent, for a building to lease space, and she had you know, for utilities and all her fixed costs and, and variable costs. And then she also had about 10000 a month for her employees. She just needed two products or services that we're going to offer. You know, start off with coffee, but she might get into some pastries, some cakes, uh, different things that, you know, obviously go with coffee, uh, a tie-in to, um, to something like that. And... Um, You need to think about why customers should choose your business. What's different about it? I mean, there are a lot of coffee shops in that example. I mean, in China, it's um, becoming popular. I talked to somebody this morning, and that was her dream was to start a coffee shop. She was actually a barista. So um, she wanted to start a coffee shop here in the next, uh, you know, three to five years. That was her goal. But what's going to make it different? Everybody sells coffee. A lot of places you can get coffee. I'm not a big coffee fan, so I really couldn't be able to tell you too much about it. Obviously, I have uh, experience in the convenience store. And we sell coffee, but that doesn't, you know, we're not we're not a, a Dunkin' Donuts or, a, you know, a place like that that's established for coffee. Uh, so your, your, your unique propositions and a company description, those are things for you to think about. So maybe uh, in the next couple of days, maybe... Uh, Going through the weekend, you can come back and revisit this. Next, you're going to have to start creating the business image. What are you going to name your business? Have you thought of any cool names? Um, I'm pretty creative in the sense that I come up with a lot of things. My mind just goes in a lot of different places. and um, But not... That doesn't mean that they're all going to be good. I, I've kind of slimmed down, and I probably have a handful that are really, really good. So I try to get in the habit of writing things down. And uh, if you have any ideas, you should do the same thing. Try to find a business name. If it's going to be your name, you know, that's okay. Just make sure there aren't any other uh, Jessica Joneses, as an example. Jessica Jones haircut place 
you know, you want to be kind of creative. You want to be able to, again, differentiate, differentiate yourself from somebody else. Then you've got to think about a logo. You know, what kind of logo would go with that? Obviously, if you're going to be cutting hair, uh, you're going to want something that kind of portrays that to the customer. So think about a business logo. And uh, again, you can go back to Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and you can start getting some ideas there. Uh, it's an inexpensive way, I say. Any, anytime you're starting off, money's money and it's tight and you need it. But you can look at uh, some samples uh, of work that some of these people have done. And uh, if you find something you think you like, a style, you can get with them if you have an idea in your mind. I'm not very... Uh, I'm not very good at drawing things, so it's hard for me sometimes to communicate exactly what I have in mind. And you really need to consider that if you are doing uh, something on Fiverr and you're contracting somebody, a lot of times they're from um, overseas or in a different market uh, than, than where you're at. So you just need to make sure that they uh, understand what it is because you'll get a limited number of revisions and they may just be way off the mark. But um, those are things that uh, you need to look at. You might want to get a slogan. Slogan. <laughs> a slogan. I guess a slogan would be a logo with your slogan, right? A, a, a hybrid, a mix. But, yeah, you want to have a slogan. Um, and, um, again, that requires some creativity. Mull it over. Think it over in your head. What... Um, what might you come up with? Um, one of the things that I've liked, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get maybe this to become part of, uh, you know, everyday languages. Since I have two dogs, I love my dogs. Um, I thought, well, dogs of a bone was what I came up with. And maybe the slogan would be dogs of a bone packed with their own. I'm trying to introduce that into, into the language. So I guess it's a variation of birds of a feather flock together, which has been around for forever. But uh, with so many people owning dogs, being dog lovers, I'd, I'd like to get that. Uh, it would be um, maybe just, um, I wouldn't say a tribute necessarily, but, but maybe for my dogs. Uh, dogs of a bone pack with their own. So if you like that and uh, you want to, to propagate it and uh, advance it into, you know, mainstream um by all means, please feel free to, to use that. Um, you want a location and a description of your building if you actually need one. Again, if you're going to do a service, you're going to do some freelancing, you're going to do some uh, video editing, you're going to do some blogging, you know, ghostwriting, you know, whatever kind of service you can do from home, then that's fine. Um, but you need to think about that. I remember watching something on Shark Tank where they were making pies. Uh, I think it's Daisy Cakes or something. They were out of, they were making pies out of their kitchen, baking these pies, baking these cakes. And the question was raised, like, well, what are you going to do when you start getting all these orders come in? Because that's typically what happens when somebody goes on Shark Tank. Uh, they experience a, a, a huge increase in, in orders. So you've got to think about those things. If if you're going to get big, how and, and you're going to do something a, a food item, 
you know, how are you going to handle the capacity? You've really got to think about that. Um, you want to create and attach an organizational chart for your business. Organizational charts are important. At first, it may just be you. And um, a lot of companies have organizational charts. I don't know that they're necessarily posted on their websites. But, you know, one of the ideas that I had was to create a digital one. So if somebody logs in on your company website, an employee, they can actually click on the person who's the vice president of marketing. And maybe there's a small video clip. And that person can, you know, talk about, you know, who they are, you know, introduce themselves, who they are, what they do, kind of what they like to do. Maybe they can even bring up their frequently occurring issues, things that they see regularly. And I think that's a proactive way of helping anybody out in the field become aware. Hey, listen, this is why we do this. I really need your help with these. We always seem to have issues uh, with putting up our signage or executing, communicating our, um, you know, promotions to our customers, whatever the case may be, it'd be a great way. I mean, if a picture is worth a thousand words and a lot of companies do have that, they'll have a picture of a person in, you know, in their organizational hierarchy and their chart, but, you know, why not, why not put a video in there? Why not have them record something so that, you know, they can, uh, people who are employees, they can actually see and hear from them and get a better feel. I think that it really advances that, you know, put a face to a name type thing and, and put a story to the face. So thought I'd bring that up right now. Um, you know, you want to get some letterhead, uh, even in this day when things are going digital, bank cards, you might even have some ideas for flyers. I think people still put those up. Um, couldn't hurt. I like the digital format, you know, because you can email it and you don't have to spend time walking around. But then again, maybe sometimes doing things in person will help. Um, and you want to get a, maybe a drawing of what your business is going to look like, you know, from the outside. What, what do you want your business to look like? So that doesn't hurt. Um, now you're going to have to promote the business, do the marketing. And as we talked about yesterday, you know, marketing is just really making people aware. So who's your audience? Who's your target customer? Who are you trying to reach? You know, you, what, what's their age? What's, uh, what sex are they? What, uh, what are the demographics? Obviously, you're not going to be able to please everyone, but you may have a product that's geared and can be used by everybody. Um, if you market something to women, I mean, you're, you're cutting out just roughly 50% of the market because, you know, one half is men, one half is women. And it may not be exactly divvied up that way. Typically, I think there's more women than there are men, you know, maybe 54 to 46, 53 to 47 ratio. But anyway, you need to determine that. And then how are you going to attract those customers uh, that aren't in your target market? And do you even want to? Um, who would you be competing with? Who's your competitor? How does their product or service differ from yours? How does yours differ from theirs? And you need to describe your product or services, strengths, and weaknesses. Uh, 
I would advise you do a SWOT analysis. And basically, it's your uh, your strengths. You can break a quadrant, you know, write a piece of, get a piece of paper and just write a line down the middle half and then write a line, you know, across. So you divvy it up into four different quadrants or, or, or spaces. And, um, you know, you can list your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and threats of your business or your idea. So SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And uh, your competitor is obviously going to be a threat. So you really need to think about that and describe it as much as you can. Um, how much is this going to cost you? You know, you need to start putting pieces together and detailing, you know, what it's going to cost because you're going to know, you're, you're going to need to know how much money you're going to have to kind of put together, set aside, especially if you want to be safe about it and start start off, you know, part-time uh, after work and on the weekends. Uh, make, a, make a list of things that you need and what it's going to cost you. So... If you're sole proprietor and it's just you by yourself, really, there's not really a whole lot of, you know, you're not going to have the personnel costs. You're not going to have to worry about labor and paying employees. But at some point, you probably need to decide how much it is you want to make. Um, and I think I'd start that at the beginning. If I'm going to go to a point that that's got to be up front, what are you kind of looking at? What would you like to do? Uh, legal professional fees, man, it costs a lot of money to get a lawyer. Uh, a lot of small businesses don't, you know, they they gamble that that they're not going to need it, and until they do. But getting a lawyer up front can help you because, you know, one they can also give you instructions, you know, kind of hand in hand with a with a CPA to make sure that you're forming everything the right way. But they can also work on contracts. They can work on a lot of paperwork that's going to save you money uh, in the long run or, or maybe even heartache, especially if you're doing contracts, you're doing contract work and uh, you've got clients. This way you can spell out exactly the scope of your work, what you know can be expected, what you're going to do and what you expect from them in return. This way there's no um, misunderstanding and then you're not going to have setbacks. And if anybody deviates from that, you know, what are the steps that you would take? So you'd want to spill all that out. And so that's why I would advise you to factor that in. Are there any licenses or permits? Do you need um, errors and omissions insurance? Uh, what kind of equipment do you need? In my case, I had to get some computers and, uh, you know, digital equipment, uh, supplies. Depends on how much you're going to be going through, right? If you need paper, then how much is it going to cost you? How long is it going to last? Those types of things. Uh, are you going to have uh, any advertising costs? Are you going to advertise? Are you going to promote? How are you going to get? How are you going to get out there? How are you going to let people know that you exist? And obviously, you have utilities, you know, rental fees, other expenses, and that all adds up to your total estimated startup costs. You know, that's exactly what uh, you want. You want to estimate what's it going to cost you to get everything going. You don't have to, and I want to make sure I'm clear, you don't, that doesn't mean that you have to have all of this. Everything's a process. And, um, you know, to quote Stephen King, everything's eventual. So you have to 
take steps. But when you know what the steps are and the steps are clear, you're not wasting your time running around in circles, uh, kind of going wherever the wind blows. You can stay focused. So, you know, you're going to organize your business plan. And and once you've completed these steps, um, look at some templates uh, to see how you're going to put all this together. What what do you like? What what might be uh, maybe a, a more recent version? Maybe a more uh, trendy version? What what's kind of in favor today? What do experts recommend? So that uh, if you need to sit down and uh, try to find some some financial um, contributions, you know, raise money, get some investors you're going to look, it's going to be a lot easier for you if you've got everything already written out, everything planned out. And on that note, I'm going to come back to what I couldn't remember yesterday. It's called slicing pie and it's uh, perfect equity splits for startups. So the guy's name is Mike Moyer. I think there's an actual app that you can use, but you can also buy the book and that's going to tell you how you need to divvy things up, you know, based on uh, contributions from, you know, different uh, members. So that's something that I would advise you to, you know, at least be aware of. If it, When it comes down to that, at least you know that that's out there. So, you know, you want to get um, maybe an executive summary. This is kind of like a checklist. So, you know, you're going to have a cover sheet, an executive summary, which, you know, is going to kind of give everybody an overview of all the parts. Um, You want a business description and analysis, organization and marketing plan, you know, your financial plan, and then your supporting documents. You want to check this for business cards, letterhead if you need it, outdoor sign ideas, promotional flyers. Um, building decor style of your building, of your office, of your retail space, whatever the case is. And a discussion or a description of, of how your company is going to benefit the community. I brought up an example in an earlier episode, and it was not um, the best example for this current location, but if you were going to open a dry cleaning shop, And it's not to say that it couldn't uh, be profitable or be successful, but if you're going to open that up, you know, what's the benefit to the community? Well, they don't have to drive across the bridge and go into another town to get their dry cleaning. So it would be very uh, convenient for them. Now the question still remains as to whether there's a demand or a need for that, but there isn't a service. So maybe that's the answer, right? Nobody's, somebody's thought about it, but no, the demand wasn't there. So, they didn't uh, act on it. but uh, And you might want to do a presentation. There's several different things. You could always have a presentation uh, saved to the cloud. Uh, maybe a Microsoft. You can do it on PowerPoint. Um, there are many different tools that you can use to, um, you know, convey and uh, share your business plan with others. Maybe somebody can critique it for you. Uh, Send that to somebody you might know who can kind of look at 
over, but anybody who reads it should be able to get a good understanding of exactly what it is that your business is about. So think about your dream business. Write down some of those things. Work on some of those things. And again, just take it one step at a time. Don't don't feel like, but uh, you're going to have to come back and, and listen again, then that's okay. But uh, maybe you bookmark this or, or, or something so that you can remember when you have time, come back to it and take a listen. But this is really important because you're mapping out what your dream business is going to look like. And it's, uh, it's going to help you stay on track. So again, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Mike Doubt. Uh, I'm Mike Hernandez, and I will see you guys uh, next time. Thank you.